What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the third episode of the Spasperity Podcast. Today, I have with me Addy Serino. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. And uh, she actually works with the same chain as Bridget, but she works in a, in a different area. So I wanted to pick her brain about kind of the experiences and her knowledge in kind of the different positions she's been working with recently and also what she's doing to prepare, as well as what is going to be going on in the future of this industry. So welcome aboard, Addy, uh, if you want to kind of just introduce yourself a little bit more too. Sure. Well, thank you, Alex, so much for having me on today. It's, it's a pleasure to be here. So uh, I am the national director of nail services for Mind Spa and Salon. So part of my job was to create uh, protocols, to create new services, to find uh, products and and uh, retail products as well to incorporate in the salon and spa for our nail professionals. And uh, also part of my job was to travel all around the country and uh, go and personally train and educate uh, throughout our 26 locations and about 200 uh, nail pro um, technicians. So that that was a, a main part of, of my position. So and I worked very closely uh, with vendors, uh, negotiating prices, cost of goods, and uh, also was responsible for implementing um, any anything new that came in through the nail department. That was my responsibility to kind of take it from beginning stages to implementation and then also monitor the successes of, of each product and service after after we launched. So, yeah. Absolutely. So just, yeah, kind of just getting in, in the weeds there, just really yeah. just uh, kind of working with the different vendors and everything. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so I guess right off the bat, so I mean, what have, what kind of changes have you seen with this this whole situation and, and how have you and, and kind of the company as a whole, how have you guys adapted and maybe some things that people can keep in mind when they're, they're facing the situation as it moves on and, and moves forward? Yeah, so of course, um, as, as everybody knows, all the salons and spas are closed right now. So, uh, you know, everybody is, I think at this point, just really wanting, uh, you know, the quarantine to be over and the weather is starting to break. So everybody wants to get outside and uh, everybody wants to start getting their pedicures and their manicures. And let's not even get started on the hair, right? <laughs> everybody, all the ladies, we want to get in there and, and get our roots done and, and get our hair done. Um, but the one thing that that we can do as professionals, of course, is just stay in touch uh, with your guests, with your clients, make sure they know uh, where you're going to be <laughs> when this is, is all over. Um, I recommend start setting your appointments now, <laughs> you know, even if it's, you know, even if the salon's not open in another month or so, just keep in constant contact with them and reschedule them and make sure that everybody, uh, all your regulars and, and possible new, new guests are, you know, you're ready to, to, to serve them. So my suggestion would be, you know, just keep in contact with all your, your clients, all your guests and, and um, start, you know, booking them in and, and making sure um, that they're informed, um, you know, post things on social media for, for your clients and for your guests, you know, saying that, you know, uh, we're here, we're going to be here when, when all this is over, 
but I think right now, just like uh, guests and service providers in, in general, just want that sense of, you know, we're going to get through this. Um, we're going to open again. We're, we're going to be able to serve you. We're going to be able to, to take really good care of you. Um, and just keeping that constant contact and connection with them during this time, I, I believe is, is extremely important. Yeah, absolutely. And then just, I think, kind of going along what you're saying with just being pro as proactive as possible, just maintaining that contact. Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, in, in person. Obviously, that's a whole situation right. now, but offline or online as well. And just creating that communication, creating that those channels and just showing what you're working on as well. And I think uh, we were actually talking a little bit before the episode, but you were talking a little bit about kind of skills that people can can expand on it and learn. Can you kind of just go into that a little bit as well? Sure. So as as a salon and, and spa professional, uh, you know, we're, we're very hands on visual people. Um, and uh, we love to uh, practice on people. And uh, right now, of course, um, we can't really get our hands on anybody except for family members. Um, so a couple things that you could do, uh, practice, you know, on your family members or on yourself. Um, also too, um, don't forget, uh, there's a world of internet learning out there. Um, LinkedIn learning has great, amazing courses that you can take. And a lot of them are about 30 minutes to an hour long. And uh, you take the courses and, and just maybe pick a subject that maybe you're a little bit weaker in or something new that you wanna learn and go for it. And I, the beautiful thing about LinkedIn too, like so after you take a course, um, you can post it on, onto your profile so everybody can see what new skills you have learned and you could uh, p potentially attract, um, you know, um, different employment or new employment, if that's what you're looking for. Uh, YouTube is one of my favorite places to go to, to learn things. It's free. Um, you know, just take the opportunity now just to learn something new or or just keep practicing at home on yourself or your your immediate family members that live with you, uh, you know, just, just to kind of keep yourself uh, in the game. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think even even in addition to that, if you're doing certain services or you have certain products, I, I wouldn't be really sh I, I would encourage people to not be shy to broadcast that those kinds of things to your, your community and, and just kind of show them, even if it's a little silly that you're giving a haircut to your eight year old daughter or whatever, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, th those are things that just create engagement. Just create yeah, I've, and Alex, I've, I've seen a lot of that, especially on Instagram, uh, where a lot of salon and spa professionals now are starting to do that. Maybe they, they've never done it before, um, but now they're starting to do that because they're, you know, they after this is all over, they want to make sure everybody knows who they are and that they can find them. Um, and like you said, it's a great way to to highlight your skills, but also stay in the game and and keep your tools sharp. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was also curious. You, you mentioned you know previously with with your experience with vendors, kind of just in the kind of in the in the back end as well, mm -hmm. just dealing with vendor, vendors, maybe some manufacturers as well. Is there anything that I, I was going to, a little bit with with Bridget on this as well in the, in the previous episode? But do you have any advice of how to maybe utilize the inventory that people already have or anything they can do with the vendors to help them 
with save maybe saving money or or anything like that or yeah yeah so a, a lot of times it all comes down to cost of goods so uh when you're designing a a service you know of course you want um all the touch points but um more importantly it's it, a lot of times it's the products that you're using that's going to make the biggest difference in your service uh, and then, you know, when you're trying to find a product, um, you could find the most amazing product, but if the cost of goods is too high, you know, it can kind of either make or, or break that service. So my advice would be just to really research your products. And when it comes down to negotiations with, with different products, um, you definitely want to highlight the why to the vendor, you know, uh, why they should give you this product at this particular price um, and really, you know, explain to the vendor the exposure that they would be getting through your salon and spa. Um, even if you have one spa versus maybe you have 500 salons or spas, you know, um, uh, you know, vendors want to know how you're going to use that product. If you know how you're going to market it, how you're going to sell it, how are you going to, you know, make make that relationship um, mutually produ uh, productive as far as you know bringing in in the money. Um, so I would definitely, uh, whenever I I speak with vendors about uh, negotiating the cost, is really um, let them know how we're going to use a product, how we're going to market it, how we're going to share it with the world, so we could you know sell more of it. <laughs> so the more that you sell the more that you buy, the lower your cost of goods are going to be. Um, but really help your, your vendor partners understand that you're going to do your best to, to really help sell this particular product or utilize it in the service. Um, and then that will help you find a, a comparable cost of goods. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Now kind of go into maybe uh, going into more specifics. So mm -hmm. is there any type of, data or things that you they can show in terms of the branding, in terms of the marketing that they can leverage to get a really good deal with a vendor when they're trying sure. to sell. Maybe they're yeah. even trying to open up an e-commerce store or something yeah. during their business yeah. online. Absolutely. Um, vendor partners love forecasting. <laughs> so if you can give them any potential numbers on, on how many that you think that you're going to sell through the year, or or how many uh, you're going to be purchasing obviously the more that you purchase the lower the cost of goods will be um so but yeah so that that would be my my advice with that mm -hmm. got it, got it. and i think i think that's a great area for people to explore because i mean mm -hmm. now with online is it's definitely great to i've been encouraging people in this group to pretty much just look at what are the skills that you have what are the products that you have that you could really promote that you believe in and it, it, you can just have an even bigger impact if you have some type of email list or you have a good presence, you have a good brand, you have a loyal client base. Mm -hmm. it, it's pretty, it, it's probably easier than most people would think. And I, I yeah. think it's really good for, for people to, at, at the very least, give it a try and just start it out right. um, and just, yeah, create that extra stream. Yeah. And then vendor, vendor partners, um, most of them, if not all of them, are very willing 
uh, to share their marketing schematics and their marketing plans with you and their artwork and and their planograms with you on how to set up and promote their their products in your salons and spas as well. So definitely, you know, when you are speaking with your vendor partners, um, connect with their marketing team and their marketing team can really help guide you and, and really help, you know, make sure that wherever you're displaying the products or using the products in the salons and spas that they're highlighted. Um, and also too, that's a very good leveraging tool when it comes to negotiations as well. You know, um, you know, saying, hey, I would love to work with your your marketing team to really help us to to execute an amazing launch and and keep that stream of revenue coming for all of us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very well said. So I think, yeah, just take all that in mind uh, and, and see if you can negotiate something with vendors. Is there, uh, by the way, is, is also kind of on the same topic. Is there a certain type of vendor that you would want to go after? Would you want to go after the ones that have the, the brand name or, or kind of have that those years in, I guess, or is there a certain criteria that people should look at if they're looking for new vendors or anything like that? Yeah, I, I think it depends on on what you're looking for. Uh, a lot of the bigger brand and, and bigger uh, product names um, definitely have, you know, more support behind them as far as, you know, a larger marketing team or a larger, larger supply chain um, inventory and things on and, and so forth. So um, they're great to work with because they they definitely have you know, all all the things behind them that are, are already making them successful. So they'll definitely help you be successful as well. Um, now, when it comes to like smaller brands, I I love smaller brands, to be honest with you. I the indie brands, I absolutely love them. They're so unique and so special. Uh, and I think if you're looking for those like little niche kind of products or something very different than out of the big brands, um, definitely go for it. Um, because a lot of these smaller companies, some of them are just starting out. So they're they're very uh, willing to work with you and very willing to give you a lot of uh, education, uh, support be behind the products. And um, they'll come to the, your salons and spas and educate your staff at no cost sometimes. And they have beautiful products. And uh, so, yeah, so I think it just depends what you're looking for. And there's always a way to kind of get the price that you want um, just by, you know, leveraging and, and just ask, you know, I, I always say, you know, the answer will always be no until you ask, right? <laughs> so just ask, just, you know, let the vendors know like, hey, I'm really interested in your product. Um, tell me more about it. Uh, what kind of education do you offer? Uh, for for my staff, uh, can you come out to the salon and educate us? And you know, can you give us some gratis? Can you give us some samples? So don't be afraid to ask for uh, what you really want and need, um, because in the long run, it's just going to make that product or whatever you choose to be more successful. Um, you know, when when it comes time to sell and so on and so forth. And um, I can't stress the importance enough of, of asking your vendor partners for education as well. That, that's very, very important. That's probably one of the biggest things um, that you need to ask for when you're talking about, um, you know, forming vendor partnerships. 
Uh, it's always great to, to have uh, the vendor partners come out and, and do the education for you because they're, they know the products the best. They're the experts in it. So um, always, always recommend asking for education and then also some samples too for, for your staff to, to, um, to, to try out. Absolutely. And I think now, now when you have time, I mean, if they can dish out some samples, if you can try and see if this is something you can add on to your salon, maybe it could enhance a particular service or just something that's brand new or even niche down, like you said, I think yeah. that's something that can just really add value. And another thing I'd love to kind of add on to what you're saying is just really look for win-win relationships where you can pretty much utilize your brand, your audience online and be able to promote brands that are quite frankly probably trying, you know, struggling as well right now and trying to get their name out there. Uh, but you're able to offer something valuable that you believe in, that you know the product is good, you've tried the samples, plus they're able to get the name out there as well. So I think just trying to find the right partners and just ways that you can use each other's audiences, use each other's brands. Cause they, I mean, they might have, you know, if they're in the same area that might even open up a whole nother you know, uh, door of opportunities, I think, too. So, I mean, there's just a lot of just, I think, partnerships to look into and just seeing where you can pretty much just help each other. Because I think now is the time to just kind of find people, find partnerships, find find ways of leveraging each other. And and absolutely, you, you said it, you, you just said it, and it just felt so good when you said that partnerships. So, you know, you don't want to look at your vendor as somebody that's just giving you something and you're paying for it. Um, you know, that's that's just a transaction. We, right. You should be forming a relationship with, with that vendor partner um, as opposed to just transactional. So when you're in a, a vendor partnership or relationship, you're you're building trust you're building honesty you're building you know you're building um you know a, a really great business partnership as well as you know um making sure that that you're um you know getting what you need uh, as far as like the education and the marketing and and the and and the products and and all of that but um, it's really, it's almost like having a relationship with a loved one with, with your vendor. So just be kind, be honest, be open and, and really just tell them what you're looking for and what you need from them. And, um, as long as you do that, um, vendors are pretty awesome and they will, <laughs> they will help you out and, uh, you know, and, and help you make sure that their products will be successful in your salon or spa. So, um, so yeah, so don't be afraid to ask and, um, look at, look at it as more as a partnership and relationship versus just a transaction. Very, very well said. Yeah. I think just looking for this partnerships, finding, finding what works for you and your business. You know, it, it only works long-term if, if, if it works on both sides. So just figure out what, what makes sense for you and in the long term, yeah, just find, find what makes sense for you. Every salon is different. Every spa is different and, and what they represent, I think. So I was also curious, so kind of looking at your, your experiences, I saw you did a lot with education. So is that mostly with education of employees or is that kind of just educating new clients or new services or what type of education was that? It's, it's everything. <laughs> so, um, so what I did was I, I wrote educational pieces uh, for the nail department. So 
Um, the things that, that I did was educate on all of our services and then also the products that we used in all of our services as well as uh, for the nail department's retail as well. So that's what I educated on. Um, so either I would do the education um, via uh, uh, online courses or I would go travel personally to the salons and spas and, and train and educate. Um, and then we also had uh, educators of each, each spa and salon. So we had nail educators. So I would uh, oftentimes teach the educators and the educators would then go ahead and, and train the new hires. Uh, so that's kind of like how we structured our, our education. Uh, and then every time a new product came out or service, we would do another education. So our, we were constantly, <laughs> constantly mm -hmm. educating and training. So um, in doing that with, with the educators and all of our nail pros, then armed with all of that knowledge they all had together, then they would educate our guests. So our guests would be educated via, um, you know, verbal communication when they came in for their services. And then, of course, all on our social media platforms as well. So we were um, posting videos of, of uh, you know, some of the highlights in our services so our guests could see on our website uh, and on social media as well. So we kind of took, you know, um, a wider approach with our education. So, you know, um, educating our our educators <laughs> who are educating our service providers who are educating our guests, right? And then we also had the whole online social media platform as well. So we kind of tried to look at the whole education uh, holistically and make sure we get it out there wherever we could with everybody, so. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, and I think I think that approach is great. Just having a widespread approach to education, making sure everyone's on the same page. And yeah. how would you say that that kind of changed with you know this whole situation in terms of education and letting people know how everything is going or what changes that are, are going on and everything? Right. Yeah. So I, uh, you know, the the education piece, um, you know, like I said before, is it's. it's so huge it's, it's so it's so important um, to make sure especially when you're in front of a guest right or, or a client um, you want to make sure you know everything there is to know about not only the service that you're giving but um, who your company is who, who you're working for who you know everything that's kind of going on in, in every other department so um, you know, being educated and, and knowledgeable uh, about everything you do and what's going on in your space is, is very important. So having all those different modalities, whether it be verbal education, uh, online education or videos or whatever, you know, um, the more the better. <laughs> the more the better, yeah. And I think, yeah, right now, I mean, just when in doubt, just, just do it. Just uh, just add more, just keep keep people updated better to keep people, I think, more updated. I don't know if you would agree with this, but yeah, just keep better to keep more people more updated than not updated at all and just confused, I guess, <laughs> about, about everything. So exactly. Uh, and, yeah. and like now it's crazy. I mean, there's there's always one update and you think that like, oh, we're reop like reopening is, is what comes to mind for me. It's just like, oh, we're reopening to this one date, but then it changes and all these other things. So just keeping your staff and 
clients updated. It's just, and, and just having a good channel for that too. Uh, I don't know if email, maybe email's good, maybe Slack. Uh, so I heard uh, this uh, Jill who I had on the podcast, she uses mm -hmm. Slack for, and she, she really does a good job at it. Um, so I was also curious in terms of mm -hmm. maybe recommendations from you that salon spa owners, directors, managers, people can take right now to prepare for reopening and, and just also just approve their current situation, maybe cash flow. Yeah, I know it's it's really tough right now. Um, you know, I I commend a, a lot of these a lot of the salons and spas who are trying to you know keep their e-commerce side open. Uh, I think if you have it, fantastic, keep that going. Of course, uh, I know of some other salons and spas have started to do like take-home kits. Uh, for their guests when it comes to like hair color. So they'll start like preparing uh, at home kits for you that you can come pick up curbside and, and take home. Uh, that's a really good way. Um, you know, uh, on the other other side, like for nails, you can, you can prepare like a little uh, mini manicure kit for guests and, and kind of do the same thing if they want to pick up curbside uh, just to kind of maintain throughout this so and i think too just going back to the social media platforms you know maybe if you want to ask some of your service providers to create little short videos on uh how their guests or their clients can do some self-care at home uh so for instance uh maybe do a video on how to give yourself a scalp massage or do a video on how to give yourself a hand and arm massage, something, um, something to help your guests kind of get through and uh, till till they can come back and see you. Um, you know, giving self care home tips and and just kind of giving them advice on what they can do in the interim is a great way to stay connected uh, with your guests and then also give your staff uh, something fun to do as well. So. Um, and then also too, I, I know I keep going back to the education piece, you know, if you're a salon or spa owner, find some um, education uh, for your professionals that they can take, uh, whether it be maybe just a short like customer service video or, you know, it doesn't have to be something that requires hands on, maybe it's more soft skill learning. Uh, I would highly recommend that as well. Uh, I think that's one of the things um, where our industry can really approve upon is 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 those soft skills, uh, those those skills that are very important um, to first time of course first time visitors to salons and spas. Sometimes they walk into a salon or spa and there's so many regulars around, they feel kind of awkward and and kind mm -hmm. of like, oh okay. Um, but if your if your staff has uh, that 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 really good customer service training and education. They know that when they see a new guest that they're going to welcome them in with open arms and be, be uh, just as personable with them as, as they are with 
their regulars as well. So that that would be one of the biggest things that I would say you could work on right now um, during the shutdown is is expanding your staff's customer service skills by you know finding um, you know the link, LinkedIn Learning or you can find a great video on YouTube or you know something that that they can watch and and learn from. So when they get back in the salon and spa and they're overwhelmed with all these guests, which I'm really hoping they are, that they're gonna have that that little extra kind of customer service training where they could really potentially um, you know, increase their their visits after by, you know, by making sure that they reschedule. Um, at the end of their service uh, because they know they've gotten like a really great service. So, um, so they'll, you know, they're, like I said, the revenue will keep coming back. <laughs> um, but customer service I, is, is a really important one and a great soft skill for every salon professional to have. Absolutely. I, I completely agree. And I think, I think there's a lot of just, it's nothing crazy. It's not, I think, rocket science, but really just fixing those little things. Yeah. You know, that, that little bit of extra attention to guests that will keep them coming back. And the results are, of that are tremendous. For for one client, you probably don't see it as much on the on the backside, I guess, but them telling them the friends that word of mouth is, is it's always the most powerful. And, and this is coming from a, a digital marketer. That's always the most powerful type of branding and, and marketing yeah. yourself. And uh, even even you know just kind of leveraging tools online, you know, kind of hey, look at this video. I even do it with, with you know my business partner, my team, and everything. You know, check this check this video out. Watch this. Let me know what you think. And just kind of talking about different ideas online, or, or like you kind of mentioned with the vendors, being able to show that to your staff, show that to your clients, and and your list and everything. So using that type of content, or even creating your own through. Mm -hmm. Zoom calls, or maybe you create a Facebook group. I think that the, yeah. the options are pretty much limitless, but you can start simple and just, just but just start taking action. I think. Right. Uh, exactly. So, yeah. Do nothing. So, um, but yeah. So, yeah. I also was curious about what you thought of the future of salons and spas. Like, what did you think? What do you think is gonna? It's gonna be. Do you think people are gonna be flooding to? these businesses or do you think people are going to be hesitant? Like, what do you, what do you think is going to be the future of once a lot of yeah. these? I think um, the future is extremely bright <laughs> for our, for our industry. Um, as, as we become um, more kind of um, entwined uh, online and, um, and you know, with uh, with our phones and entwined in our mobile devices, almost twenty four seven, instinctually, the the human spirit likes to be with other humans, <laughs> and yep. we need that that contact uh, with other people. So I think you know, after all this is uh, said and done, I think that um, the salon and spa industry, we're going to see a huge kind of burst in, in visits. And um, I'm really looking forward to that, to seeing the growth after all this is done, because um, I think the power of human touch uh, will just 
always be with within us and we'll always want to have it. So um, people are looking to connect with other people um, offline, I think more than, than online. You know, uh, for me personally, I, I like to be face to face with somebody um, and be able to, to just be in the moment. And I think that, um, I think after this is all over, people are going to kind of be flocking to the salons and spas to have that, that moment, that one-on-one -on -one with somebody, uh, whether it be a haircut or a massage or getting your nails done or getting a facial. Um, I think that will be something that, that we will never not want. Mm. Um, I think that, um, yeah, I think that will always be a very important part of people's lives to to disconnect from from all the online and mobile devices and streaming and, and all of that. Um, and we're going to look to the salons and spas more as as a sense of disconnect and, and respite from from all of the connectivity we experience almost 24 seven. So in, in my eyes and in, in, in my opinion, uh, salons and spas, I that one on one interaction and connection, I don't think will ever go away. Uh, I see it actually growing as time moves forward. For sure. Right. I, that's yeah, that, I think that's amazing. And I think I think it's true. I think with just the way people are just, you know, if you boil it down kind of the fundamentals, I mean, people want to, you know, their, their stylist or whoever they do services with, they want to talk about their day. They want to have that connection, yeah. you know, and part of the reason, I mean, even me personally, even though I don't go to a salon and do all these you know, things, um, but just even with just a regular haircut, I mean, I just, I've been with the same person, I think for seven, eight years, and it's really just the person that you talk to and you right. share ideas with and, you know, things and, you know, updating each other and, and, and also just, you know, in, in massages and, and spas, yeah. really just having that uh, that disconnect. And I think right now, even, you know, you're in New York, a lot of people, they're going to the, the parks, which, I mean, that's a different discussion, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but, you know, a lot of people, they crave that, you know, relaxation and, and kind of just a way of just uh, getting away from their you know, their life, you know, and, and everything going on, all the distractions and everything. Yeah. So uh, very well said. Uh, and I think communication is important too. And, and just, you know, I think you made a lot of really excellent points in the podcast. And I'm, I'm really hoping that when everything opens up, I, I hope that's true. I think, I think people are looking for that type of connection. So I think it's going to be, you know, just a matter of people just hanging in there, doing what they can to survive. And then once they can reopen, just making sure that they're ready for that. Um, yeah, is there anything else you'd like to, to add? No, I, I, I think I'm really, um, uh, I think after having this conversation with you, I, I feel really good about the industry and I'm just like really psyched now. Now I'm like, I want everything to open. <laughs> like yeah, as soon as right. possible. I know totally. we have to be safe and we have to wait and, and all of that, but um, Doing this here today has definitely um, inspired me to to keep at what I'm doing and to keep learning and and um, to keep connected to um, all my spa professional uh, colleagues as well. Um, so yeah, I just you know just stay positive and stay connected 
and um, just wait, just wait, man. Until you know when all this opens back up, we are going to be so busy, and we're you know we're we're just going to skyrocket. So um, that's what I'm really looking forward to. It's just kind of like the excitement is starting to build. So absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. Thank you so much for for being on this podcast. I really appreciate. It. I think you, like I said, I think you really shared some amazing points, amazing value that a lot of people here who are owners, who are managers and, and kind of directing this this industry, beauty businesses are really gonna be able to take that information and just apply it. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Addy, for, for being on. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Alex. Thanks for having me on as well. And uh, have a wonderful rest of your day and stay safe. <laughs> you too. All right, absolutely, Thanks. thank you. All right, bye-bye. <laughs>